0: and welcome to the heart leader podcast for heart and mind align. I am your host Amber and today I am joined by guest Stephanie James. Stephanie is this bright light who ignites the sparks and everyone that she comes into contact with. She is a motivational being who is a coach, an author, And she hosts all of these amazing events, whether they're conferences or just bringing people together to help them really get in touch with themselves and their own unique spark that they bring to the world. She's written books and now she's releasing a movie. And that's what I really can't wait to dive into because will be seeing this movie. She can talk about the ways in which you can get your hands on a copy and actually see it and what she plans to do now that she's released this amazing film. So Stephanie, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Amber. So glad to be here with you. So I just, because
0: I have had the blessed honor of seeing this film a little bit in advance, I want to start there because you are a woman who's done so much to help so many. And there are so many things that we can talk about. But this film is like a culmination of all of that. So can you talk a little bit about why you chose to make the film and what it's even about?
1: Sure. Yes, I love that. So so the film is When Sparks Ignite. And this film actually was born from originally my radio show and podcast, which I still have the spark with Stephanie James. And I'd had all these like you, you know, just wonderful people that you just fall in love with instantly. And, um, it was actually during a meditation, I got done with the meditation and just had this download. And I was like, wow, I am so blessed. I know some of the most brilliant minds and serving hearts on the planet. What if I brought them together and instead of having an event where people come on stage and they just talk for 45 minutes and then they fly out of there, um, instead we had our own event ahead of time. So what was so beautiful is there were 12 people that came together, 12 thought leaders from all over the nation. And we, I mean, we literally, we made music together, we meditated together, we ate meals, and I was able to interview each one of them. We had an award-winning film crew with Terra Media and Doug Beachwood come in. And so we, we did interviews, and then the second day we did this wonderful Lights of the round table. That's what we called it, Lights of the Round Table, where we all sat together. And it was what was interesting, Amber, is it was filmed before the pandemic. And yet, the topics that we're discussing, you know, with resiliency and courage and what it means to heal and love, you know, all, all of these things, um, they're so important today. And so that roundtable discussion—it's like people get to be a fly on the wall and hear the truly these beautiful, incredible thought leaders um, share their hearts and and show up so authentically, and it's so wonderful. And the next day, after all this amazing time together, we brought it to a live audience so that those sparks could continue to be ignited. And and you can just see it. I've had people say to me, "Oh my gosh, you know." that alchemy, that, you know, incredible energy that was created between us. It's palpable on stage and everybody stayed. All the presenters stayed in the audience. They were all a part of it and we just held space and light for everyone, for each other. And so it was, it was, you know, and the beautiful thing is we're all still close. Two and a half years later, we call ourselves the sparks and we're all still together. So actually, actually, after our interview, I'm I'll be jumping on a call with Jacob Lieberman (laughs) right afterwards. So, it's really been a blessing for sure.
0: And you can feel it, like honestly, after watching the film, you can feel the energy convey long after you hit the stop button, and you're like, huh, there are so many compelling things that are brought up. It's as though you went to the event even though you weren't at the event. And I feel like that's, I don't know if that was your intention or if it's just a happy outcome of the film, but there are so many transparent moments from the individuals at the round table discussion that when you then see them on stage talking, It's no longer this, oh, I wonder if they practice what they preach.
1: Yeah. Because
0: having been on both sides of it, having been a participant in an audience of something and going, oh, yeah, it's easy to stand on stage and talk about this. How do you live your life? But then you pulled back that curtain. And you've given people an opportunity to see all of you sitting and talking. And this isn't just talk for you. Can you share a little bit about that? Like, do you live the life that you talk to others about? Or is this just something that you talk about up on stage when you present? Sure,
1: sure. And that's such a great question, because I think I've had that question as well. As I'm listening to other thought leaders or, you know, even watching a film where you just wonder, you're like, how is that person in quote unquote real life? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, one of one of the things about that film to just rewind a tiny bit is that truly like my my greatest intention with that film is so that each person that watches the film gets it that their healing matters you know that we are all in this together and so it, it is i mean that that was really important to me that as people watch it you know that we all realize it's like oh my gosh these really painful or challenging things we face that they can actually become that match point that ignites something within us that then becomes our contribution or our gift to the world and we're all just truly intimately connected in this web and so once we can tap into that we realize, oh my gosh, number one, I'm not alone. And so it is important that I'm taking care of this vessel, that I'm doing what I can do to be the clearest conduit for love and healing to come into the world as possible. And absolutely, 100%, I feel like sometimes to a fault that... I am so authentic that you know, you'll know you just get spontaneously whatever's on my heart or mind. And sometimes that person is maybe six years old and playful. And sometimes it's someone who's maybe uh, very passionate or serious about something that we're talking about. And I do live it. And one of the biggest things, and, and you know, Amber, I talk about it in the film is surrender. And, you know, that really that is the reoccurring lesson over and over and over again in my life and has really in the last five years changed my life incredibly. I mean, that's really when I got that clear calling that, yes, you surrendered in a few places, but I would hold out and go like, well, I really like this guy universe. Can I just still date him? I know you're giving me all the signs that this is not good. <laughs> and and so to surrender like everything, career, relationship, you know, my children. And, and when I say surrender, I want to be really clear. It's not that you don't care. You give up and you and you don't show up. It's literally where you're surrendering to the present moment and saying, there is a higher mind. There is a higher consciousness that can see so much more vast than my limited self.
0: This episode of the Heart Leader Podcast was brought to you by Stephen Douglas. Stephen Douglas is one of the nation's leading boutique search and interim resources firms and has been recognized as a leader in identifying and providing access to top talent for clients since 1984. Whether it's a company preparing to go to the next level or a candidate looking for better opportunities, Stephen Douglas keeps the focus on the needs of the people they serve. They specialize in connecting the right talent to a company's needs while also understanding what the market demands. To learn more about this amazing organization, visit them at stephendouglas.com.
1: And so when I tap into that, all of these things you know, are created. I mean, I really feel like that with, with my latest book, even with my Becoming Fierce book, that's, that's literally what happened. Like I just showed up at the keyboard and allowed it to come through. So I I would say that I'm one of those people that have very, very little ego in any of those ways. I feel very humble, I mean, to the point where my partner Morgan is always like, you need to really let this soak in. You really need to be like, okay, yes, it came through me. And yes, I'm a part of it. Yes, it's
0: not, or it's both.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That we get to be co-creators. You know, I think about this awesome figure eight, you know, this infinity sign that we're co-creators with that power, whether you call it the divine or the universe, um, source and that's, and love, you know, I mean, it's love. That's what it is. And it's this powerful, incredible force throwing, flowing through us as us.
0: And as we've chatted about earlier in our first talk at the time, the most challenging thing is to get out of the way.
1: Yeah right <laughs> yes yeah because we have you know our, our will comes up and we're like oh, that's what that's what i'll notice you know we had talked about this becoming fierce women's event that i did up in estes park mm-hmm. and there was this time where you know i'm like okay we could have 26 participants and i noticed that i started getting really hooked on oh my gosh okay i gotta do this and this and this and This many people have to come. And all of a sudden, I wasn't enjoying the process. You know, I had all this pressure and I had all this, I have to make these numbers. And at the time, I only had six people signed up. So this was early on. And when I got what I was doing, I just kind of had to laugh and say, okay, you know, I'm letting this go. I'm totally surrendering. Literally the next day, well, it was within two days. The next day, I had two more people register. And then by the end of two days, I, I had doubled the people that had registered by letting it go. By yeah. not clinging to the result.
0: And to bring that back to the film, these are the kind of little nuggets that you provide through you and the group provide throughout the film that are so beneficial. And without ego, as you say, in a way, because I mean, we always have a little bit of ego for identity, I feel. There yeah, has to be yes. a bit of it. So it has it's a tool, it has a purpose. But it's not as though any of you were like, I'm the best. At any point in the round table that I saw, there was no rising above or having to talk over each other or like I have to push my point. Everyone was so you gave space for everyone, but they all came with such unique points and built upon each other that it was like watching the best verbal tennis match. <laughs> you could imagine. Well, so thank, thank you. you. Held to just keep going and go. Oh, and just, there was science. There was there was every avenue that was really and truly covered. So, you brought together such an amazing group of people that came at it from very different perspectives, but honored
1: every perspective. Mm. So thank you so much. And Amber, I'm so glad that you said that about the ego because i that's an important thing that I talk to my clients about. It's not that we have no ego, and that it's it's that we let go of the unhealthy aspects of ego, right? And I, I think that that's such an important part because it, I, let's not, you know, demonize our egos <laughs> it, and it's about that part of our ego that we have to check at the door and that everyone did check when they came into this experience, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, we had amazing thought leaders like Larry Dossey, who to me is just like one of the most amazing wisdom keepers and gentle souls who bring so much just wealth of wisdom and knowledge. Around connected consciousness and the one mind. And then we had, you know, Stephanie Schwartz, who is a research scientist who's who's who in the world, um, who's worked with Leonard Nimoy and did the Deep Quest series, you know, where they were doing remote viewing um, and research from his submarine. And then you go to George and Sadina Capanelli, who are these big PBS television and film producers who are some of the most gracious, loving. Sadina's become one of my very best friends since the film. Um, And since we all came together for that event. And then Misa Hopkins, who's just spiritual and deeply grounded in her tradition, part Cherokee, Indian, um, Native American, excuse me. And then, you know, you think of um, Steve Behrman, who wrote *Spontaneous Evolution* with Bruce Lipton? So we did. I mean, we just, you know, had so many different people. I love that Barbara Dossi, Larry's wife, joined us, who's an amazing nurse and has a wealth of information, um, has had an amazing career. Jacob Lieberman, who we said, phenomenal. Steve's wife Trudy, and then my dear friends, uh, excuse me, um, Solomon and Gabriella Masala, who just dynamite, energy, light. So, so many sparks.
0: Yeah. And so many topics. And so that set the tone for the next phase. And the next phase, as you had mentioned, was some of the presentations that you did for everyone else. And the unique thing, I would say, is that everyone who was at the roundtable stayed for the presentations. yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Why was that? Well, so it's so interesting because truly one of the things I love this, Jacob Lieberman says, we're all the same height. And what that means is, you know, that, that there's no one of us that's more special or more important than the other. And so when we're with them being in the audience, it was such an awareness and they had never done that before. You know, and so the presenters themselves were like, "What an amazing, unique experience!" And literally, they they came. You know, we had a big dinner afterwards, and they were saying, "How amazing to hold that field of energy, to feel that, to feel that, like you know." And that's why it's called "When Sparks Ignite." They were ignited within them, and then to see that shared, and the audience just had. I, I mean, literally, still to this day, I hear from people in the audience. We had about 150 people in the audience, and people saying that day changed my life. Like that day was like the turnaround day for me. And you know, people coming in there, some, some uh, one individual saying, you know, they were going through a divorce and a really heavy time, and were really not knowing how they would make it through it. And again, just. It gave them something inside to say, I'm not going through this alone. And yeah, it does matter how I heal now and what I do now moving forward.
0: So where can individuals get a, get their hands or go somewhere and see this film? Yes.
1: So it is available on the more you channel on Plex network and that's a free network. So Please go check it out. And we are going to be I don't have the dates yet, but we're going to be doing a big premiere on a big screen because we've been so deprived of that during COVID and all these other things. And so we're going to do a big red carpet premiere um, here in Colorado. I think we're going to have it um, at this gorgeous historic theater in um, Loveland, which is called the Rialto. And so we're looking in in, um, August that so be looking for that up ahead
0: okay well we'll post it on our site the moment you have all those details and the plex network is p-l-e-x yes okay so if someone searched and we'll post those details too Wonderful. so that it's an easy click and folks don't have to search but just to put it out there too for anyone who's listening on the radio
1: you bet
0: yes Hi, right. and it's called when sparks ignite correct yes So Plex Network, When Sparked, Ignite. And that theme for you has been throughout. Like you are all about igniting sparks and that's in your coaching and the book that you've written and you have another one, correct? That's coming out. Mm
1: -hmm. So let's
0: shift gears a little bit because as fascinating as the movie is, that's like a culmination of all of the other amazing things that you've done. Like you met all of these fantastic people because your life has been dedicated to this work. So let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. In my view, that's what has you in our camp of like being a heart leader. You're leading your life through this intuition, this this love, this heart spark that you have, and then you've aligned that with your whole mental approach. So help us understand this lifestyle that you've chosen? How did you come to write these books? How did you
1: come to desire to help others in this capacity? Well, yes, thank you for that question. You know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I love uh, Lady Gaga's song, I Was Born This Way. <laughs> um, that was actually the theme music as I walked onto stage at the event. <laughs> and it's about, you know, I, I think about, I have to laugh because when when I was a little, little girl, like six years old, my brother was three, I would interview him in the bathtub with a hairbrush. <laughs> So it was always something that, you know, I I mean, I've always, I love performing and I love doing all of that. But also um, just yesterday, I was looking through a photo album with my partner's mom. She was here visiting he and I yesterday and there's a picture of me and I'm probably maybe five and I've got my hand on a little girl beside me and I'm kind of looking at her like, it's going to be okay. (laughs) And I think that it was just, it was a part of me because I truly remember as a little girl being shocked that people were mean or people could say mean things because I just loved everyone. And I thought that that's how it went and everyone loved me, you know, and I was, I was the kiddo at four years old who walked into the daycare and literally kids would be at the little porch as you would walk into this house waiting for me to come in. And then we'd all jump up and down together and we were so excited, you know? So, it, so I think that even though, and I've been through, let me tell you, very difficult times. You know, I, I had, my parents went through a very, very bloody divorce when I was 13. And I think what I've realized about that spark that's in with within each one of us But there's times I I consider it our essence. You know, it's the truth of who we are. We are that light. Nothing can blow this flame out or this spark out. Um, What happens oftentimes is though life circumstances can cover it up. And then our job is to excavate that light. So so to truly share with you, you know, if I can just be really real for a moment to share with your audience, because I think it's important to know that this didn't all come from, oh, I had this easy, charmed life, you know, and I did have an amazing childhood for 13 years. And then that childhood in an instant was changed I had never seen my mom cry or my parents fight. And the next thing I know, my brother and I are woken up in the middle of the night and we're looking out of the two story bedroom window as my father is actually jumping on the hood of the car as my mom screeching out of the driveway. And unbeknownst to us, my father had just told her that he was having an affair and wanted a divorce. Mm -hmm. And so our really beautiful, you know, childhood at that moment was irreversibly broken, you know, and it was just forever shadowed, you know, shattered. And I had been such a daddy's girl my whole life. I was one of those kiddos that if my dad was out raking the leaves, I was helping put them in the barrel, you know, and if he was building something on his workbench. I was sitting right beside him and, you know, hammering nails into just like a piece of wood just to be by him. I was his constant shadow. So when he left, it was very natural. I went with him actually. And so my whole family split apart. And just to give you the story, so because I think it's important, the journey is very important. And so what ended up happening is very shortly, I had a new stepmother. And her message to me was, you know, basically, I consider you the other woman. And so from that point on, I wasn't allowed to speak to my father alone, I could not be alone with him. And to this day, and and I just send love to both of them, but to this day, I'm still not allowed to speak with him alone on the phone. And so at 16, when I went to stay with my mom and they decided to move to Austin and I said, I am going to stay here with my friends from preschool academy that I'd grown up with and I was going to be a junior in high school. My um, father didn't speak to me for a year. Because I chose to stay here. And the result of that, Amber, was I thought, I literally at 16 years old thought, I'm a horrible person and I must be unlovable if my own father won't speak to me for a year. And I probably carried that around for a decade. You know, I, I really carried this thing of I'm not lovable. So I really felt like, okay, I've got to look perfect. I have to have the right job and the right car and the right relationship. And then I'll have his approval and his love and I'll be okay. And so it's really been a journey in learning how to befriend myself and self-love. And I will never forget, and I talk about it in the film, so I don't want to give it away, but the moment where I literally had the wake-up call, like, this is an inside job. You're trying to get all this love and approval from outside of you, but it's really right here. And so that began this amazing journey into like knowing myself at a very deep level and loving and approving of me and what an amazing continued journey. So for 33 years, I have, um, been a psychotherapist and have worked in all kinds of capacities from psych hospitals to private practice to working with individuals with serious mental illness. And, and it has been a heart practice. And, you know, so I would say, I I think that it's important. We all embrace that life can be messy. You know, life is messy, And yet it was from those experiences. And I wouldn't, I I don't want to say that we have to suffer to grow because I don't believe that narrative and, and my heart was cracked open so much that I have learned how to return to that same little girl that had her hand on her friend's shoulder That was like, oh, I love you. I care about you. And to really just see and embrace that love that I see not only within myself, my own heart, but I see it like I love the thought of like seeing everyone's diamond sparkling heart. And so that's been just such a a motivating and pulling force in my life. So sorry, long answer to your question, but.
0: A beautiful answer. And I love it. I would get told I was a similar little girl. And I remember growing up always hearing, why do you give so much love? You'll never get that back. Mm. And I was like, I don't want it back. I don't give it to get it. I give it because it's who I am. Yeah. Like that's just me. And so, yeah, like when, what I love about the spark and igniting sparks, you know, a fire gives off warmth. It's not asking for you to be warm back to it. It just, it's becomes an inferno and it just goes, right? Mm -hmm. But it starts with that single spark. And so when you talk about when sparks ignite, like that's what happens when you find it in yourself and you realize I'm not loving because I need you to love me back. I am love. I am the fire. And I have enough warmth to keep anybody who wants to come close warm. And if they don't want it, that's fine. Yeah, It's okay. I'm not hurt. So it's such a powerful story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. So is that how you came to write your book? And what is your first book about? And how is it leading to the second?
1: Yeah, so my first book is The Spark, when um, Igniting Your Best Life. And so, um, you know, and that book, it, I was just thinking when you were talking about that, I got this little ping about one of the stories from that book. And that book really is about cultivating grit and resiliency and revving up your relationship and healing through grief. It's a very practical how to do these things to ignite your life. And at the end of every chapter, there's five takeaways so that you can just really go like, I want to dig a little bit deeper and and do some exercises or do some things to really bring those points home. And what I remembered from the book when you were just speaking is I had this remembrance about um, walking in Old Town. I live in Colorado in Fort Collins, and I was walking through Old Town And there was this homeless man coming up to me. And I, I just, he looked very um, maybe mentally ill. And so I I noticed that I was walking a little stiffer and I kind of caught my breath. And when we ended up passing, um, he looked at me and so I just said hello and greeted him. And I thought I need to be in my heart. You know, I need to be in my heart and he was so and again like you said not expecting anything in return and he just said you look really beautiful today and then didn't stay didn't want anything from me he just kept going and so i was like oh my gosh he gifted me you know and how simple it is for us to give to gift others And so there really is, I love your random acts of kindness. I used to lead a random acts of kindness group for a few years, a women's group. And that's, I mean, that's what I think is really essential that that we do. And so I talk about it now in my new book, you said, you know, now, how does it go to your next book? So the next book is becoming fierce. And I feel like that is what these times are calling for. And, And fierce, not in, of course, any kind of aggressive way or anything You know, negative or anything like that, but it's really this powerful, strong, heartfelt intensity. I love that part of the definition of fierce is fiery, right? So that's when those sparks ignite, we have that fiery energy. And so it's taking that and then doing some of the next steps so that we're living this spark, you know, so that we're really becoming like this fierce fire, if you will, in the world. And so I love this. I took this from the movie, The Moses Code. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen that phenomenal movie, it's a documentary, it's been out for a long, long time. But in that, um, Neil Donald Walsh starts talking about an exercise that he does. And the connection is with, with homeless people because he says, he goes, so one of the things of that movie, it talks about the I am principle. And that phrase, I am that I am, and that if there was actually a comma after I am that comma, I am how much more powerful that phrase actually is because his, his, uh, exercise that he did is going around wherever he goes. And he says, I don't care if it's a millionaire or a homeless person, as I see and greet that person, I'm saying, I am that I am and really reinforcing this connection that we are all a part of each other. It's not just a theory. I mean, we could take this to the quantum level and every time we're in proximity, and I really believe even over zoom, um, we are exchanging subatomic particles. We are literally becoming a part of one another and we know all the research on energy and thoughts and it's measurable, so it's not just these theories that we truly are connected. We're like the mycelium, you know, in mushrooms. And if you've ever seen you know the, the um, fantastic fungi movie, that's part of what they show, like these mycelium, the way that they connect, it looks like our brain tissue. It looks like all those synapses and neurons. and, and it's just amazing how we're all interconnected in that way.. Yeah.
0: And with all of the research heart math is doing to show the same happens with the neurons of the heart, and now that we're researching the gut and the neurons that are happening and going on there, I mean, who knows how many levels we connect on? It's amazing
1: it is. It's so exciting to me because we used to think, "Oh, I just have a brain here." And like each one of our cells is a brain, you know, and we do have these big centers where there's more neurons in our heart. I think I've heard than even in our brain. So, yeah. So
0: all of this exciting stuff and here you are just helping people spark and ignite it and giving them practical ways to do it and multiple ways of consuming it. So if you enjoy books, you have books, you enjoy watching it instead of reading it. Then there's a film now that you can consume it that way, and then you're also a coach. Yes, and yeah, a we... motivational presenter. Yes, holds conferences and then also attends and speaks at other conferences. So there's an events section. If somebody went to your site. You wouldn't mind sharing your site? How can sure. they see you? It's yeah, stephaniejames.world. dot Okay. So if they go to stephaniejames.world, they can find out about your coaching and any events you'll be presenting at.
1: Correct? Yes, yes. And and you can purchase my book right off that, and my new book will be available really soon. I think when this comes out, my book will already be out, and my new book. So that's exciting, and yeah, you know, it's it's been so great because the last 15 and a half years being a psychotherapist, I really was like, I love, I love one-on-one and I'm a trauma specialist. So I was really ready to kind of leave that genre, if you will, and move into what's the next level of empowerment. What's the next level of enlightening, you know, igniting people's lives when they have come out of the trenches when they have come to the place where they're like, I really feel like I'm ready for what's next. And these are the things I'm able now to open up and let go of those limiting beliefs. And I've done enough healing work that I can be really present with possibilities. And that is what has been such a joy and is so exciting for me as a coach is doing that that next level, because I know as we do that, then each one of us, can contribute even more to the whole. So I love the continued, you know, aspect of that. It's like getting, if you imagine, like clay and you and it's someone's added too much water. And so you finally get it to where it feels solid again. And from there, the individual takes it and shapes it into their own creation. And that is what is so beautiful to watch those things manifest in the world.
0: And you just naturally made the tie for me. This month is all about being creative. And you naturally are being creative with every step of your journey and consciously creative. When you can make that type of a connection with, hey, even though I'm not literally sculpting clay, the way that I'm doing, the steps that I'm taking, it's like taking the energy that someone has and they've been so watered down by everything that has happened. Everything has just weighed them down, watered them down, made it so unable for them to put things back. But I'm just gonna help them get it back into a solid thing that they can actually wrap their hands around. And then they take it and they conform it into what they desire. And that's that's the whole point of a creative journey. It doesn't matter what your medium is. How are you being creative with it?
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. How would you see creativity flowing as a method for you as a coach? Do you see it? in your coaching, in the way that you assist people? Not with specific examples, obviously. You don't want to cross boundaries into anyone's privacy, but just are there tools that you would offer freely where creativity is like a cornerstone?
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think one of the things that people want to access their creativity, Amber, I would say first is I'm such a just devoted meditator. And I I tell people, even if you just do it for 10 minutes, where you do five minutes, where you're just sitting on the ground and really anchoring yourself into the earth, and then you could lie in Shavasana for five minutes and just let it come. When we do those things, we get out of our mind and into our heart. We're creating a portal for more creativity to flow through so i love that and when we do that one of the exercises that i have and this is in my new book too i speak more about it then but there's there's these three c's for starting your morning and i think if if you sit down and you let's say you do that 10 minute meditation and then you come to a notebook or your journal and the first c is how can i take care of myself today so these are each questions and so writing out that answer it might look different for everyone and for every day, right? So today I might take care of myself differently than yesterday. I might say, okay, I wanna make sure that I'm eating organic food and I'm getting sunshine. I have time today to go for a walk around the lake, whatever those things would be. The second question is, how can I connect today? Now we know this was huge during COVID and it's so important every day. We are interdependent beings. And so that doesn't mean that we're codependent. It means we're interdependent. We need one another. And so I always say text, great, phone call better, Zoom call better, and in person the best. So as we reach out to others, we you know we learn aspects of ourselves as well. And then we never know the angel that we might be in someone else's life that really needs that connection as well. So I think that C is really important. And then the last C, is how can I be creative today? And really asking yourself, what does that look like for you today? Now we can be creative in thought. And it really, this is just, it's so, I love this because it's just around changing some of these neural pathways of habit because we're such habitual thinkers. So one of the wonderful things we can do is say, okay, today I'm driving a different way to work. I'm gonna walk in a different way. I'm gonna brush my hand with my left hand instead of my right. I'm going to be creative and how I'm kind of mixing things up for myself. And I always say, you know, creativity, too. It can be, okay. yes, I am going to paint a picture or I'm doing arts and crafts or I'm writing or I'm doing music. It can also be as simple as I love creating music lists on Spotify. (laughs) And so I will put together something if I have a girlfriend or, you know, a friend that's going through a hard time. I'll put together like just songs that ignite my spirit that I think, oh, I'd love to share this with that person. Or a classic one for me is finding six songs or excuse me, 10 songs that I really love and sending those to my partner. And he and I will break out in spontaneous dance parties in the kitchen. and You know, but it's that is a creative energy as well. And it just it will ignite other things within you. So tapping into those Cs, I think, are such an amazing set point for us. And I love the idea of it's just like you're priming the pump. You're priming yourself for an amazing day when you do those things.
0: I love it. It's the foundational things. We always seem, speaking for myself, I always seem to desire to overcomplicate things, right? Like we've been programmed that life is meant to be complex and hard. But when we find the foundational tools that help us realize it doesn't have to be that hard, then we start to reconnect with the simple joys in life so that when difficult things happen, we can get back to the foundation and then look at the challenges from a different way. And so when you gift tools like that, it's like, oh, yeah, that foundational step really resonates. And I can incorporate that so easily into my everyday. It's such an easy, like, that's 10, 15 minutes every morning.
1: So, and it could be a life changer. Yeah. You know, it's so simple. And you're exactly right. And I resonate with you, Amber, on that, because I do think that we think, oh, I've got to do all these things. I've got to be and doing things at this level. And the truth is it's really just about coming back into ourselves. You know, again, it's not that frantic search for the fix outside of us. It's how do I come within and and from this point all of these amazing things can happen and radiate out. I just I truly believe and my experience has been when I do that in the morning Wow, it is. It truly is a game changer. And I show up differently with my clients. I show up differently to my partner, to my friends and family, and with myself. My inner self-talk is so clean, if you will.
0: Yes. So much easier to take that negative brain bias that we all have. Yeah. We all have it. And when it kicks in, be able to go, no, not today. Let's redirect that somewhere else. So, yeah. yeah. And that's what the book that by the time this goes will have just been released. It contains different tools like this that individuals can start to incorporate into their life.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, I, I this book is was such a passion project for me And I have to share with you the whole way that it happened was I was being interviewed on Karen Curry Parker's quantum podcast. And she uh, had asked me at the end of that interview, well, what's next for you? And I said, well, she interviewed me on The Spark, the book, The Spark. And I said, well, I feel like there's a new book coming through. I'm stopping at stoplights and writing on pieces of paper and little ideas coming through. And when we got done with that interview, she said, Well, I want to let you know that my business partner and I own a publishing company and we'd like to publish your next book. And it was such an amazing, serendipitous, beautiful moment. And so from there, I had a conversation with Michelle Vandepas, who is the other, the other part Mm -hmm. of that equation. And as we were talking, she said, Stephanie, you are fierce. You are fierce. And I woke up about one o'clock in the morning and said, oh, my gosh, the title is Becoming Fierce. And I had the whole outline. So I wrote down the title for each chapter and it literally has just it just came through from there. So in that book, in this new book, Becoming Fierce, I really do share my own story and I really share you know, deep stories from people I've interviewed and clients that gave me permission. And it's, it is such a beautiful journey. I feel like it takes the spark and, you know, times 10, if you will, in depth. And the first thing is such a, you know, the spark is a practical, wonderful guide. And I think it's an important book. And this is just taking it to that next level of how do we heal the gap between us? What do what do we do to do that? How do we truly find our own voice, and how do we move to that place of really love and friendship? You know, with ourselves, befriending ourselves, not anyone else. First, you know how how do we do that for us? So you know that's that is really I think um, and the lessons of surrender, letting go, living in the moment. How we can erase some of these limiting beliefs that keep us worried about oh my gosh the what if syndrome in the future and the ruminating about the past. So it you know how we really do that and then I have to tell you that, and it, it does have to do too with fierce loving as well. How do we really embody and live through our hearts? And I think um, one of the things that's that's really important about all of this is how do, how do we do this in a way that we are helping others to ignite as well. And so at, at the end of each chapter in this book, there's a take a moment. So you can take a moment, do one of the exercises so that you're not just reading it, you're embodying it. You're able to assimilate it and integrate it and then be that, you know, then then contribute that as well. So that's that has been my passion project last year along with, um, the event that just happened that will also be coming out on Plex, we filmed a six-part series at the Becoming Fierce Women's Empowerment event with the beautiful Anna Dara in Film Nest. And so we're just hoping to continue to help other people, men and women. We have, this is an ongoing series. Uh, it's going to be called The Spark, and this season is Becoming Fierce. So that's that's what we, you know, that's my mission to continue bringing this kind of content and what I can do and as I'm given it, you know, to help bring that love and healing to the world.
0: Well, we walk a very similar path. So however, we can support and assist. As you said, we are all one. So let's do it
1: together. Thank you. Thank you. And same for me with you all. Yes, such a huge heart resonance.
0: Yes, so much and it sounds like maybe this could be a trilogy for you since you know we've got the when sparks ignite becoming fierce and then it could be connecting to source you never know
1: well yeah it is an ongoing series where we're, we're going to do a um the next retreat we're going to look at is in, in November and it will be a couples retreat oh cool. And then for the season after that, so a year from now, we're going to be doing a co-ed uh, with, and again, it's all with international presenters that come in. I mean, we have, you know, we had people at the Becoming Fierce event from all over the world. We had Pauline Wynn fly in from Sydney, Australia, and she is, Huffington Post said she is the most spiritually grounded entrepreneur on the planet and is just a, a powerhouse. And Natalie Ledwell, who does all the awesome work with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Mind Movies was a blessed part of this event. And, and so many others. I mean, Cynthia James. Oh, my gosh. You know, Th- Sadina Capanelli again, Misa Hopkins and Dr. Kari Schaefer. Just a beautiful, powerful crew of women. And so we're going to do that each season. We're going to have thought leaders from all over the world coming in. You're going to be able to see, we're going to continue during one of the episodes. You'll see the lights of the round table. You'll be behind the scenes in every episode, seeing kind of the the underpinnings and how people heal and how you can be a part of this healing journey. And it's just, it's all been an absolute true. I mean, just, just a miracle how it's all come together and manifested.
0: It's amazing. And all on the Plex network, right? P-L-E-X. P-L-E-X, yes. Yes. And Stephanie James, it's with an Mm I-E and it's dot world. Yes. All right. So I have one final question as we're wrapping up. When you hear us call you a heart leader, what does that invoke in you? What do you feel being a heart leader is?
1: Wow. Well, I got the chills when you said that. Um, I always say that's my truth meter. Um, I I feel like being a heart leader is exactly that leading with love. Right. So it's how do we help continue to me? It's continuing to do the work. So, you know, I, I work right now with a woman who does biomagnetics and bioenergetics, because if I find a place where I get stuck as a heart leader, I want to continue, you know, if I find a cobweb in the conduit, I want to make sure that I'm keeping that as clean as possible. So I think part of being a heart leader, Amber, is that we continue on this journey of we never arrive. We never have all the answers and that that's okay. And so. I want to continue to do my work as a heart leader so I can help be as clear of conduit for bringing that love to other people and that I can help whatever those divine inspired ideas or creativity or love, whatever is coming through that. I think that's one of the essential cornerstones. So it's, it is, it's continuing that journey of how I can help light up other people's hearts as I light up my own.
0: Such a beautiful answer. Thank you for sharing that thank you for taking the time to be here today and to share all of this hopefully we'll have you back again as the next events come closer to being and we can talk about all of the advances that have happened since the film's been released since the book has been released and as you're heading into the next event
1: oh thank austin you, and i'll have to
0: register for the uh, couples retreat that sounds yes. brilliant <laughs>
1: Yes, I will. I will send it to you. I'll send you the link as soon as we get it together, for sure. I'd love to have you there.
0: And we would like to thank all of you for joining us on another episode of the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. We'll be sure to include everything that Stephanie has in motion down below this video. And if you're listening on any of the audio versions we'll be sure to include it on the heart leader podcast website so you can check them out there until next time we look forward to seeing you in the sweet era community you've been listening to the heart leader podcast with your host amber where heart and mind align Tune in weekly as we take a deeper dive into what it means to be a heart leader. Ready to take the next step? Join us and over 1 million people worldwide who've united in creating this global movement of love. Become a heart leader for today and tomorrow. Learn more and connect with us at swibera.org.